Trigger warning. Please note this episode has mentions of depression and self-harm around the 12 to 14 minute mark of this episode, as well as of abuse around 15 to 20 minutes in the episode. Listener discretion is advised. If you or someone you know needs help, resources are available in the episode description. Hello, everybody, and this is the Limitless Podcast with Westside and me, Samira Reddy. And we always try to bring to you stories that inspire, motivate, but most important, they're real stories. And today's guest is somebody that I'm thrilled to be speaking to because I'm pretty sure I'm going to get seriously motivated by her. I already am by her story. She's India's first wheelchair-using model. She's a motivational speaker. She is a disability rights activist. An accident changed her life forever when she was a teen, but like a phoenix. Rising from the ashes, this woman has built herself up. And not only that, she uses her platform to advocate for disability rights and anybody facing these challenges. And I am so, so happy today to be speaking to the one and only Virali Modi. Welcome to the show. Hi. (laughs) Hi. Thank you so much. I'm a huge fan and I am just... (laughs) So excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. And no, we're this thrilled is just to amazing. Have you. Oh my God, we're thrilled. I think Virali, especially in the beauty industry, you know, that I've been such a big part of, I can tell you that inclusivity has not been there. When you were somewhat a little different, people used to immediately judge you for it, which oh, I'm yeah. sure it still exists. Oh yeah, definitely does. But I feel thanks to social media and I thank social media for this inclusivity has become something that you can't run away from. In fact, you'll be cancelled if you're not inclusive. True. Very true. And uh, here you are, modeling. Yes. That's amazing. Yes. I'm blessed and I'm so happy. I'm just glad that there is finally some representation. And your story, when I read about it, I have to say I had goosebumps. People obviously expect someone like you to maybe buckle down and not fight through all the judgment. Yes. Your story is something which is uniquely different. You were not born paralyzed. Right. This happened to you at the age of 15. Yes. First of all, my God, as a teen to be hit with something like this. (laughs) Could you just tell us what the whole story is and how did this happen? I was born in Mumbai, raised in the US. And at the age of 14, I decided to come to India alone to visit my extended family. After staying here for about a month and a half during the monsoon, I came back to America and I was just about to start my 10th standard in the US. And about two, three weeks before I had to start, I suddenly started getting the symptoms of malaria. So I was having a very bad headache. I was getting fevers, feeling cold, feeling hot suddenly. So my parents decided to take me to my pediatrician. He said it was a seasonal fever. You know, just take a paracetamol, you'll be fine. I take the medication, but my fevers kept skyrocketing. So I mean, to 103 degrees Fahrenheit, okay? Mm -hmm. We went to the emergency room and they did all of their normal testing. You won't believe this, but everything was negative. They even tested for malaria. It was negative. They did a spinal tap. So that's when they take a needle, insert it into the spine. Withdraw CSF. That was also negative. So I went back home and I fell asleep. And the next morning, my mom comes and she wakes me up. And suddenly I start hallucinating. 
I cannot even recognize my mom. I keep telling her that you've kidnapped me oh and you need to take me back home. I don't know who you are. I fall asleep and my grandmother comes. She wakes me up and I'm totally normal. I am greeting her. I'm talking to her. I am just virali. Suddenly, my mom is like, we need to take you to the emergency room. Something's wrong. I get up and as soon as I start walking, I'm limping. And the biggest thing about me is I used to be a dancer. I was practicing Bharat Natyam at that point of time. So for me to suddenly lose the ability to walk, it's breathtaking, right? I go to the washroom and I just can't use the washroom anymore. So we rush back to the emergency room. They transfer me to a bigger hospital and they do an MRI. And that was also normal. It was inconclusive. They thought that there might be a shadow in the back of my neck. It was speculation. And they take me into the testing room to do another spinal tap. And as soon as they did the procedure, they turned me on my back. I had a seizure And my blood pressure skyrocketed to over 200 and I vomited. Half of the vomit went into my lungs, which caused respiratory arrest, which led to cardiac arrest. So I was declared dead for seven minutes, just laying there on the testing table. They had to shock my heart back. So they used the defibrillator. They shocked my heart back after three attempts and... They couldn't get my breathing back, so I was on a ventilator. I was transferred into the ICU, and that evening, I came into consciousness. But the next day, they did another spinal tap, just a test again for CSF. And I went into a coma. I was in a coma for 23 days, during which I was declared dead two more times, so three times in total. The doctors had given up hope. They said that I would not survive this, that I was a gone case. So on the 21st of September, they had a meeting with my parents and they just said that Virali nahi bachegi. She's not going to survive and we want to pull the plug on her ventilator. They basically wanted to kill me. They didn't want to give me a fighting chance. And I just want to say something about my parents. I am the only child, so my dad has a very soft corner for me. My dad was a crying mess at that point of time. He just thought that he lost me. And my mother, she was a strong one. So she always had this hope that, nay, my daughter is going to survive this. It's a mother's instinct. Yeah, that my daughter is going to survive this. she fought for you. She did. Yeah. So that day... When the doctor said this, my mom fell to the floor and she grabbed the doctors by their legs. She shook them and she started crying. And she just said, no, my daughter's 15th birthday is coming up on the 29th of September. And I know that she's going to survive this. So I want you to... Keep her alive until then. I want to celebrate her birthday. Because I know for a fact that when she comes out of coma, 
she's going to ask me like what happened to my 15th birthday just like the teenager that she is so i want to show her proof that i celebrated her birthday doctors ko laga yaar ye pagal ho gayi hai like what is she talking about so they went to the dean of medicine they got the permission lekin ek hi condition pe and the condition was ki agar 29th ko virali nahi koma se bahar aati so we will pull the plug on the ventilator and my mom signed the consent form that day so on the 29th of september my dad and my mom they invited like 80 people all of my family members and pura kamra sajaya tha like a 7 year old's birthday party right and they had a cake and they kept the cake on my tummy and my dad took my hand and everyone is surrounding my bed singing happy birthday or jaise cake kata i opened my eyes i was in shock when i read that that's insane matlab kamal ki baat to ye hai ki my mom looked at the clock and the clock read 3 or 5 pm and that's the exact time that i was born goosebumps were really goosebumps <laughs> i swear as a mother when i read that i cannot tell you there were tears in my eyes because i can't even imagine her conviction and her strength and the coincidence But the fact that you woke up out of coma on the time of your birth, the actual time of birth, but it gets even scarier and more coincidental. It does. It does. I went back into a coma after forty minutes, and the doctors are like, "Nee, nee, ठीक हो जाएगा. Don't worry, it's fine." So they took me into the OR to do an operation, like on my neck. And as soon as I came out of the OR, anesthesia wore off. I came out of the coma on the 5th of October and the coincidence is that my original due date was the 5th of October. That's it's like <laughs> something out of a movie here but I cannot even tell you what kind of conviction and spiritual connection this all has and I guess for a mother to have that much strength and from what I've read your mother was a very very strong figure in your life. Yes. And she has been that one person who has really held you through everything. So I have to say like I guess we all owe her a big thank you for fighting <laughs> with those doctors and making sure that you know they didn't pull that plug because I mean it would have been horrific if that happened. It would have been devastating. Yeah, and and here you are today. Exactly. I'm talking to you. I I cannot even believe <laughs> I'm telling you I feel so lucky and I feel honored. to have you on the limitless podcast you know because virali life is fragile and there are so many people out there who have different kind of stories and they give up so easily and here i am listening to you and your mother who not only fought for you but post this very very intense situation and you come home now this is the sad part of after having have climbed that hill and cheated death if i may put it yes you come home to the fact that you are ostracized well i was paralyzed from the neck down and right? that was already so hard it was hard but that's the weird thing i was raised in a home like the word impossible never existed in my dictionary like giving up was never a part of my repertoire so when i came home and i tried contacting my friends because again a social life is so important I contacted my extended family and they shunned me because I was in a vegetative state 
एंड दे सेड ये बोझ है ये बोझ बनकर ही रहेगी शी विल नेवर अमाउंट टू एनी थिंग एंड वी डोंट वॉन्ट हैंग आउट विथ यू बिकॉज यू आर अ बर्ड इन एंड एट दैट पॉइंट ऑफ टाइम आई काइंड ऑफ जस्ट फेल लाइक इज माई वर्थ ऑल टाइट टू द फैक्ट दैट आई कॉन्ट वॉक एनी मोर लाइक टू माई व्हील चेयर लाइक इज दैट ऑल आई एम गुड फॉर एंड दैट लेट मी टू डिप्रेशन एंड आई ट्राइड कमिटिंग सुसाइड ट्वाइस बिकॉज आई बिलीव दैट आई डेंट डिजर्व टू लिव मेरी कोई वैल्यू ही नहीं है एम आई नॉट वर्थ ऑफ दिस लाइफ आई रिमेंबर आफ्टर कमिंग आउट ऑफ द हॉस्पिटल आफ्टर द सेकेंड अटैम्प्ट आई वॉज सिटिंग ऑन द फ्लोर एंड आई वॉज क्राइंग एंड आई वॉज जस्ट टेलिंग माई मदर कि मुझे नहीं जीना है कि वाई डिज यू सेव मी यू नो यू शुड हैव जस्ट लेट मी डाई आई एम गुड फॉर नथिंग एंड दैट शी वॉज कॉडलिंग मी एंड सडनली शी जस्ट टॉप्ड एंड शी जस्ट सेड लाइक तेरा हो गया नाटक टफ लव टफ लव आर यू डन विथ योर ड्रम आर यू डन थ्रोइंग अ टैंड ड्रम एंड आई जस्ट लाइक लुक डैट लाइक वॉट आर यू सेंग वाई आर यू सेंग दिस शी इज लाइक नो नो टेल मी बाई डूइंग ऑल ऑफ दिस किस को फर्क पड़ा लाइक टू दे केयर नो राइट हु वॉज एक्चुअली अफेक्टेड बाई ऑल ऑफ दिस योर मॉम योर डैड एंड यू राइट फर्स्ट ऑफ ऑल स्टॉप बिलीविंग वॉट दे आर सेंग वट एवर दे आर सेंग डज नॉट डिफाइन हु यू आर यू नीड टू अंडरस्टैंड हाउ टू लव योर सेल्फ लव योर सेल्फ सो मच कि आगे जाके ना यू डोंट इवन केयर अबाउट दोज पीपल यू वोंट इवन नीड दैम You can sit in a coffee shop alone, drinking a coffee by yourself, and not caring in the world that you have friends or you don't. You need to get up to that level, and once you do, no you know, words will hurt Virali, you. Virali, this thing that you're saying, I wish there was a way to get this message across to so many young teens. Today, you've been put in a situation which was very unique. It was something that you had no choice with. There are so many young teens out there who have choices. don't have disabilities but do you know that they're feeling the same way as how you felt you know it's something that i feel should be inculcated in kids much early on live your life focus on yourself feel complete within yourself and stop looking for love and acceptance from outsiders but again as i said there are so many young people listening their parents who i feel need to listen to this and know that this is one of the strongest exercises you can do to help somebody through the years yeah and that's what your mom did for you and which is amazing because from there started this incredible journey of modeling in a country like india my god how did that happen well i always wanted to be a model i always wanted to be an actress ever since a young age and you're gorgeous and we're lucky <laughs> to have you in the industry so thank i'm you. thrilled thank you So in 2014 I actually participated in the Miss Wheelchair India pageant where I won second place. I went on to give auditions that never worked out because again the disability right. So I put all of that in the back burner and in 2017 I had the wonderful opportunity of working with Salman Khan and I modeled for Being Human. Wow. And from that point on it just kind of was a domino effect. I've done two ramp shows. Uh, I've been the showstopper. I've modeled for lingerie. Just these amazing brands that I've worked with, and again, I've been using my social media to kind of just portray that we need representation in mainstream media for people with disabilities because 
clothing on mannequins don't look the same on me so i would want representation i would want to see somebody who looks like me in a wheelchair so i can better judge and i believe that every kind of person deserves representation we need to be more diverse and we need to have more inclusivity but do you think india has the right tools for say accessibility to different spaces for the disabled because i don't think so at yeah, all no no they don't they you know, don't we need to do better and i feel internationally especially when you know i mean i've traveled and i've seen that they have ramps everywhere and there is so much thought process behind making sure everything is easily accessible i don't see that in india at all in fact when i was doing research for our chat somebody said uh, oh we do have ramps at shopping malls here but it's for shopping carts <laughs> and i was like okay so you're saying it was built for shopping carts and then as a second thought it's somebody who's disabled you know in a wheelchair could use it that was really surprising and you started a lot of campaigns yes. driving this do you see any change with that see i'll tell you one thing there is change but not enough i think what people don't understand is everyone is temporarily abled one day you're going to need a wheelchair crutches a walker a cane whatever and that point of time when you are stuck at your home and you can't get out of your house because of inaccessibility you can't come in crib and say yaar india accessible nahi hai hmm. jab aapke paas time tha tab you didn't do anything about it it's not only my responsibility or it's not only the responsibility of other people with disabilities to come out and advocate for accessibility it is yours too because ultimately either your friend your family member or either your neighbor mm. they're going to need a wheelchair so what are you going to do are you just going to be quiet you can't Absolutely. you have to raise your voice about creating change because without change we're stagnant and in stagnant water what do you get disease so we need to talk about it yeah you know something that little bit surprised me is when i read that you were in a few abusive relationships and i said wait a minute when she has achieved you know your mother has pushed you to those limits of getting past your pain and i say this because i see a lot of women do this i've done it in the past where i've allowed people to walk over me it's taken me a lot to get to this point a lot of pain a lot of learning and i think a lot of us do it i always ask why why do we allow somebody else to hurt us is because we feel less and then that becomes a sort of a chain that you cannot break and you feel the only way you can be loved if someone doesn't treat you right i'm wondering why did you allow that with yourself i was always made to believe that i would not be loved by someone because of my disability or because i wasn't a good enough person so whoever i found who wanted to be with me i accepted that you know these men they told me that you know mere se acha koi nahi milega who is going to love you i am accepting of your flaws and through that i was physically abused i was mentally abused i was emotionally abused and i let that happen because i believed that because i thought who would want to date someone with a disability right like you can find so many better girls walking again i devalued myself but I, so many young girls are doing that exactly who are not even in your position 
and this is what i'm trying to say this in this podcast i want to bring this to the forefront because it hurts me and it pains me to see that we put ourselves through this you had the choice but you got out of those relationships which i always say get out of something which is bad for you because something good is coming but nobody has that belief and then they stay in these relationships because they feel they cannot do better and you have this one life and in this life you are wasting time being with somebody who does not value you in fact i think that the person abusing you is the one who's most scared and they are keeping you in that power because they are scared about what will happen if you leave yes and you're giving them the power right but you got out of it and you moved on past that and today you are engaged to be married <laughs> uh to this lovely guy yeah again i read about the fact that you swiped left and right on a dating app yeah. which uh, <laughs> i didn't understand because i don't know much about dating apps <laughs> but that's amazing yeah i met chitish on a dating app he right swiped me we started talking he right swiped me he did he did I right love swipe that. me i love it because i don't understand it <laughs> so right swipe is like basically oh i like your profile and like i want to talk to you And so before, like I write swipe him, <laughs> I see his profile and I'm like, अच्छा ही अच्छा लग रहा है वंदा ठीक है I'll write swipe him so we connect. If I left swipe him, I am declining his request. Oh right, okay. I kept him waiting for a week. We connected finally, and we just hit it off from the word hello. And within ten days, we're like, yeah, I think it's you. We want to start dating. Like, let's just see how it goes. and within a month i kind of proposed like i didn't propose i kind of forced him to marry me ah oh, it's okay i've also yeah. done that so it's okay yeah that's <laughs> <laughs> my husband <laughs> i threatened him is a better way to say he's that he's going to thank you later it's fine oh, akshay yeah, yeah. still thanks me now so it's yeah. okay no no he he's thanking me now so i think about 3 months into the relationship i met his mother and shitish was just like telling his mom like i'm just introducing you this is not you know an official meeting like don't talk about marriage or anything and i think within 5 minutes of the conversation she's like acha shaadi kab kar rahe ho all right that's awesome i love that you know because in india especially with indian families you know one would have expected somebody to say something and she just sounds like an amazing woman your oh, to be yeah. mother in law and oh, yeah. today we need families like this that understand that this is more important than anything in the world i'm so happy for you okay i'm Thank so happy you. because i feel and i'm going to come to this point which is a very emotional part the reason i didn't want to bring that up before is because i felt i wanted to let the listeners know that we have a beautiful space today where you've found that person and you are complete within yourself which is thanks to your mother's blessings and your mother's teachings you went through the pain you fought through that you advocated for disability you know you're a beautiful model and then the person you know who stands for you in every way is very emotional for me is your mother who then got diagnosed with cancer in 2018 yes my heart broke when i found out that she had cancer but at the same time i knew that i needed to be what she was for me i needed to be her rock and i needed to be her strength so we took the decision to go back to the US my mom and I and you know get her treatment done there i stayed with her for one month during her chemo and that's when i realized that despite going through something so painful she still wanted to care for me and i didn't want her to do that 
So I decided that I should move back to India. I should learn how to be fully independent. And it was never an if. When she goes through this, I am going to need to be her caretaker. And that's the least that I could do for whatever she's done for me. That if never came, like if she wouldn't survive, that never happened. But in 2019, my mom passed away from cancer. And it's sad because I was there during her last days. Like she called me and she said, I need you to come here. And I didn't know the extent of her situation. I saw her last breath. So for me, it was extremely heartbreaking. I had to put up a fake front and to be strong for my father because he is a very emotional person. But after coming back to India and staying alone during the whole pandemic, I've been living alone without a caretaker. I manage everything by myself. I cook, I clean, I I do everything. And now I've just come to this point where I'm so independent now. And it's all thanks to my mom. Because even though she passed away, she's left me with so many learnings and so many happy moments that I just look back on and... Her strength is what keeps me going. She is my spine. Meri reed ki haddi hai wo. And I would not be this person without her. That's amazing. I can't even imagine how hard it must have been for you and your dad. But I think what's really incredible is that you immediately pushed your father to move on. Yes. So on the day of my mom's funeral, after cremating her, I had a very emotional talk with my dad. And I said... This is the first and last time that I'm going to say this to you. And I'm saying it by putting a stone on my heart. You should get remarried if you want to. Okay, because I don't want you to stay alone. I know that you will not come back to India with me. And living alone, you're going to kill yourself. And dad said no. I respected his wishes. Obviously, it was maybe very too soon. But I think seven months down the line, my dad was like, Yeah, I think you're right. Maybe I should get remarried. So I created his profile on an online matrimonial site. <laughs> That's <really> sweet. Oh, <laughs> so basically, I was like right swiping, less left swiping girl. Here we go again, right dad. swiping and less swiping. <laughs> so yeah, I was that setting up my dad with like potential mothers and everything. And we finally found one person that... I really loved and that my dad really loved and I remember having a conversation with her and I was like yep this is the one this is my stepmother oh and <laughs> yeah they've been married for I think two years now this is the funniest thing right my mom left this world but she sent two brilliant women into my life who've become the wind beneath my wings and who've become my rock Which is your stepmother. My stepmother and, and, and my mother-in-law. Mother oh my God, okay. We're back to mother-in-laws here. <laughs> We were just talking about how mom-in-laws can, if you make them your wingman, a wingwoman. Yeah. <laughs> Life can really change. It, it changes yes. for the better. And I think uh, having a great relationship with your mother-in-law. I mean, I have Sassy Sasu with me. I can, love your Sassy Sasu. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, it really becomes, you become like a team. Yeah, I think in Indian families, sometimes, you know, they glamorize this piktika and that sort of, you know, that oh fight going on within the, the houses. The whole vamp thing. Yeah, yeah. That's why I said it's so lovely when I hear this, that the relationship with your mother-in-law is almost like your mom, as you said, made sure you have 
amazing women in your life. I oh, mean, yes. and if you go back to the spiritual part or maybe the connection of the time where you survived because of her conviction, because of that due date, the coincidence. Yeah. And you look at all those different points. It's like she's always been with you and she's still with you, watching she over is. you. And here you are, Virali. This has been one of the most heartwarming podcasts that I've done because I say this even to my children, which is live your life to the fullest. And I tell this to my son, who's now at that point where even he gets, you know, a little flustered when somebody says something to him. He's just, you know, sort of turning into that little man. And I keep telling him, don't get into what people, you know, people judging you. Life is fragile. These are moments and you have to just power through them all. You have to just make sure that you protect yourself and you're very, very secure with yourself. And you're like the beacon of that. You're literally in this wheelchair, but I've never, I swear when I talk to you, I don't even look, it's like I'm looking at your pretty face. I'm looking at your energy. I'm feeling your vibe. And that's the thing, right? When you meet a person and you feel their aura and you feel their existence. That's all you are. You are the shining light. And I hope today you guys have loved this podcast mm -hmm. because I have. You are limitless, Virali. Thank and you. And I want everyone to feel that power with you. Before leaving this wonderful podcast, first of all, thank you for being so open with us. Oh, thank you. You know, you're modeling. But I think you should become an actress. I would love to. <laughs> I would love to become an actress. You know, I see you doing a lot of cool roles. If you'd like to do a dream role, what would it be? I would totally love to Patao Fire Guy. Patao Fire Guy? I <laughs> like that word. I see I see you doing like a really Nautang song with, with Salu Bhai. <laughs> oh my God. So, Ranveer Singh, I've met him. Uh -huh. He is that person that I would want to work with just because his energy is just so infectious, right? I would totally love to romance him. Like, oh, I would love that. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Are you listening, guys? Shitaj, don't mind this, but uh, yeah, we're taking Virali <laughs> to the movies. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I'm so happy to have you. And this has been a lovely interaction. I wish you, you all the best. Thank you. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to the Limitless podcast with Virali Modi and me, Samia Reddy. And till we meet again, take care.